The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. How in the world are you? Thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. Nice to have you along. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. So as I'm perusing some stories for this hour, I look up and we see the picture of the B-1 bombers flying. And and I don't know that that's actual footage of the B-1s that we sent over the DMZ between North Korea and South Korea there. Uh, And, uh, you know, the show of uh, force. But, uh, you know, look, I know that we don't believe that North Korea has long-range nuclear weapon capabilities. I know that uh, the Koreas are still at war, really. Uh, You know, they're still, you know, they're still at war, both North and South Korea. And I know that Donald Trump... You know, Kimmy, little Kimmy is uh, whacked out of his mind. We can't seem to get China to uh, slap him down. Um, do we really think that sh- the show of force is going to make Kim Jong-un say, oh, okay, I give up, I give up? I, I don't think so. I don't think that was a good move. I don't know. Maybe, you know, look, I don't know what to do with this dingleberry either. But it just seems that he's the type of person that that would go the opposite direction. Start showing, look what we can do to you. He's already thinks he can defeat us. Seeing that means he's going to just freak out and say, uh, oh, yeah. And launch a few more of his whatever missiles he has. I just it doesn't I, you know I, I just don't think it'll work. I mean I know that I know that our president and probably Mr. Tillerson, Secretary of State, are both of the thinking that uh, you know sometimes you got to whip it out and show just how big you are or small. But sometimes that's not the biggest, smartest thing. Sometimes that's just not the smartest thing. But again, eat a look. Somebody, China needs to slap little Kimmy down and say, yo, homie, we'll leave you alone. You can run your little communist country and keep your people in, uh, you know, in your little your little camps and your slave camps and you can run them down with no food and you can blame us all you want, but you start talking about attacking us. In fact, you know what? We'll even let you talk about attacking us. Uh, But uh, the launching of those missiles, yeah, no. That's not going to happen anymore. Got it? And uh, any kind of trade that barely keeps you alive, yeah, no, that's going to stop until you stop. Because... If little Kimmy launches uh, any kind of any kind of missile toward civilization, the retaliation 
is not going to be pretty. But we're going to lose too many lives. One is too many, Jeff. I know. I got it. But it's not going to be pretty. There's going to be a lot of human life lost. And while we care about that, I don't think Kimmy does. He could give a flying crap about that. Which makes me think that the you know the show of force by us, eh, you know, I'm okay with maybe you know the the fleets in the ocean, saying hey we're here, you know, we're right here and we could uh, you know we could flatten you. We start flying over, start showing big air force planes, the B ones. Those B ones fly over, man. <laughs> you think twice about what you're doing. I'll tell you that. Military planes are flying over. Kimmy may have to retaliate just to prove that he's still a man. But good luck. Good luck. God bless. Some great things are happening around the world. Exciting news happening all around the world. Uh, I don't know really where to start because it's just too great. It's too great. So we'll start with, let's say... Colombia, celebrating their first three-way gay marriage. Congratulations, Colombia. Congratulations. Going to be the first country to legally recognize the union of three gay men. Manuel Bermudez, Alejandro Rodriguez, and Victor Hugo Prada have united in a special three-way patrimonial regime in the city of Medellin. You know what? It's a fake three-way gay marriage. (laughs) <laughs> right? It's really a union because Colombia legalized same-sex marriage, uh, but for you can only have two, not three. So they have their little union, three-way union of gay partners. <laughs> so coming around the corner, coming to a country near you very, very soon. Manuel Bermudez demurred when asked how old he was, noting that his words, these are his words, not mine. Never ask the age of a woman or a fag. He's supposed to be in his 40s, but he doesn't, he doesn't look like it, I'll tell you that. Originally, the relationship included a fourth partner. They needed to do it quick because the fourth partner uh, passed away. They're down to... Never mind. Stop making jokes. Stop making jokes. Congratulations. Congratulations to the three of them. Congratulations. Congratulations to... Congratulations to... Manuel Abermudez, Alejandro Rodriguez, and Victor Hugo... Prada. Sounds like the Texas Rangers. Anyway, oh, that's another joke. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. By the way, speaking of the Texas Rangers. No. Nope, I'm editing myself. I'm editing myself. More congratulations are in order. Try parenting where it's legal. 
Courts and lawmakers in at least 12 states have decided that children can have more than two parents. Try parenting. Is that special or what? Oh my gosh. You know what? Um, One child said her parents are just like anyone else's. I just happen to have three of them. (laughs) The one drawback, she admits, sometimes takes some work to get input from three different parents. (laughs) I know. I know, Bonner. It's hard, but... Uh, I know all three of you, uh, three parents and you living in your house in California are going to make it work. (laughs) Uh, Congratulations. Try parenting. Look, kids get screwed up enough with two parents. We can, maybe three can screw them up even more. Right? We can look forward to. And transgender activist Zena Jones. Just let me repeat, transgender activist, Zena Jones. This is from her Twitter account. I don't see a problem with telling straight guys who are exclusionary of trans women partners that they should try to work through that. Should they, Zena? Look. Straight men who don't desire transgender women simply have an issue that they should try to work through. Right. Right. People to speak to transgender, they need to be nicer because these transgenders have been suffer shaming and backlash. Do they? The only backlash and shaming you get, Zena, is when you tell the straight men that we're supposed to desire all the trannies. I mean, I mean the, the transgenders. Oh my gosh, I'm so. <laughs> I don't want to be. I want to be correct. I don't want to be. Being exclusionary of trans women partners should be an outlier and marginal position for straight men. Not some commonplace. <laughs> and now you're just being silly, Zena. These angry declarations that have some absolute right or not want to be with trans women are just misplaced and inappropriate. <laughs> oh, she did walk it back, though. Of course she did. She's taking a beating. Nobody has to be with anyone they don't want. Oh, now you're going to be... You're going to be okay. We're going to be all accepting. Everything is fine. Got it. Got it. Got it. And feminist actress, Emily Ratajkowski. And I know you've seen her before. She's a good-looking woman, model, actress. Um, she is all wound up at Hollywood. Um. You know how people um, get locked into parts, and they, you know, they don't they don't like it. They want to broaden their acting horizons. That's why some actors do. You think, why did the actor do that? It, it doesn't fit into his character. Well, some actors want to, you know, grow on their character. They don't like just being one character. Other actors realize, hey, 
I've found a niche. I can be this character for 30 or 40 years and make a lot of money and shut up about it. Some do that. Some don't. Some want to broaden their horizon and be more. And that's what Emily wants, really. She's mad uh, at Hollywood because, look, the size of her chest prevents her from landing jobs. I know. I know. And you think to yourself, normally you would think to yourself, well, just have a boob job then. Well, no. Um, She claims that, look, it's like an anti-woman thing that people don't want to work with me because my boobs are too big. Right? I hate that. Oh, my gosh. Emily, I am so with you. Oh, my gosh. I am so with you. We are more than just our bodies. How many times have I said that in my life? But that doesn't mean we have to be shamed for them or or our sexuality. Even if being sexualized by society's gaze is demeaning, there must be a space where women can still be sexual when they choose to be. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Emily, uh, the outfit that they have you wearing in the picture for the story, you can rethink that outfit. And uh, maybe the gaze wouldn't be upon you. And plus, your boobs are way too big. I mean, holy cow. If you're a sexy actress, it's hard to get serious roles. You get offered the same thing that they've seen you in. I know, Emily, it's so hard to say yes to a couple of million dollars to play the same part again and again and again. And all they want to do is just take close-ups of my big boobs. And then I just take home millions of dollars. And I just can't do it anymore. I just can't. It's got to be... Sexualized by society's gaze is so demeaning. How many times have I said that in my life? Seriously, I that uh, I have lived. That's like a mantra of mine. Sexualized by society's gaze is demeaning. Oh. Sexualized by society's gaze is demeaning. Oh. I mean, these are words to live by, Emily. I. Sexualized by society's gaze is demeaning. Oh. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Is the Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffyMRA. Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio. Instagram, at JeffyMRA. Oh, and my channel on The Blaze. Theblaze.com slash Jeffy dash Fisher. Gotta make sure that we promote The Blaze channel. So have you ever asked yourself, 
Man, am I having too much sex? Have you ever asked yourself, I wonder if I have more or less sex than other people? You ever ask yourself that? Well, I found the sex frequency calculator. Now it's going to ask a few questions and then it's going to calculate. The data comes from the General Social Survey, a nationally representative survey of Americans' behavior and beliefs conducted every other year and spans from 2000 to 2014. It's self-reported. Nobody is independently verifying how often the respondents can noodle. For more details, hit the methodology button on the interactive. You can download the data as used here. You'll notice a couple of things in the last two graphs. Older people in the sample report having sex less frequently, and people without regular sexual partner report having sex way less frequently. Yeah, it's funny. That's how it works sometimes. These graphs summarize 14 years' worth of data, but patterns in sexual frequency have changed significantly in recent decades. A study published in January in the Archives of Sexual Behavior, I mean, in Obviously, you had the archives of sexual behavior mailed to you or emailed to your your inbox. Came to the conclusion that adults were having sex about nine fewer times per year in the 2010s than they were in the 1990s. The effect was uneven across generations. When the researchers controlled for age, they found that Americans born in the 1930s were having sex more frequently. Again, controlled for age, the Americans born in the 1990s. The overall decline, they write, appears to be rooted in twin trends. Americans with steady partners are both fewer in number and have sex less often. Wait, what? So let's take the... (laughs) Let's take the sex calculator. How old are you? 855. How often did you have sex during the last 12 months? Choose from the list. In the last 12 months, not at all, once, twice, once a month, two or three times a month, weekly, two or three times a week, four or more times a week. How often did you have sex during the last 12 months? Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Of course, that's wrong. I'm, I'm married. Wait. <laughs> Do you have negative? Is that possible? I just kidding. Just kidding, audience. It's just a joke. <laughs> uh, once or twice, once a month, two or three times a month, weekly, two or three times a week, four or more times a week. Was one of the partners your husband or wife or regular sexual partner? Well, so if you, I mean, you can, as long as it doesn't matter if you pay or not, as long as it's a regular sexual partner. Either way, you part. Show the result. Uh oh. You. What does that mean? I'm in the percentage. You had sex at 865 more frequently than 59% of GSS respondents. All right, so I'll tweet out the sex frequency calculator and you can figure out exactly. You can, you know, just put in something. Do, do like some people would do and put in the wrong age and the wrong amount and see what happens. You never know what the calculation is going to be. The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network.
Fisher Show returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. I hate those bands when they just stop. You'd think those bands would just keep going and playing a little bit, but all of a sudden they just stop like the song's over. Hate that. You know, I was reading this story yesterday about some of the fastest growing jobs in America. And as I look through them, I'm thinking, I don't know. First of all, uh, first of all, uh, it doesn't seem like many of them are making a lot of money. The uh, salaries seem to be just a tad low. So tied, some of the like the top twenty growing, top growing jobs in America is optometrist, hearing aid specialist, an audiologist. We're big on hearing. That's how we've stuck headphones and earpieces in our ears for a bunch of years now. The optometrist, you got to have a little like education for that, right? So they're only the optometrist's median pay is a hundred grand. That seems a little low for an optometrist, but now for a hearing aid specialist, what is a hearing aid specialist? We put the wax in your ear. We'll get the ear mold for your hearing aid, and then we'll 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 call you back when we have the mold set up, and we'll wire it for your head, and you'll be good to go. Remember the old ones. At least back when I was a little kid, the old guys had the hearing aids and all you'd hear is the batteries would go out and they'd be screaming and the deaf, you couldn't hear it. They were deaf. So they couldn't hear the hearing aid squealing. And you'd be like, hey, old man, (laughs) shut your hearing aid off. And you're pointing to your ear just to get it, make him realize that your ear, old man, your ear. So that's a, you know, you're only making a little over 40,000 for the hearing aid specialist. An audiologist. You ever go see a, an audiologist? Is it audiologist, 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 whatever. You know, there's somebody that listens to you. No, that'd be somebody else. The audiologist would be someone who plays stuff so that you can hear it. With the little beeps. You hear that? Okay, put, put your finger up if you hear it. I remember the first time I went to audiologist I remember because I remember as a little kid being darn near deaf not being uh, hey I know you go ahead with the jokes go ahead they're all they're all for you go ahead go ahead they're all yours I know but I remember the first time coming home after my uh, ear surgery and being able to hear an airplane fly over and I remember looking up, it was amazing hearing that airplane fly over. So I can appreciate being able to hear, even though 
what's good about having like one side almost completely deaf and the other side kind of deaf is that when I lay on one side, my wife can holler, yell, scream, nag, whine, talk, go on and on and on. Beep, 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 beep. And you know what I hear? I just got to lay on the good side. Lay on the good side and the bad sides. Every once in a while, you just, uh-huh. And lay back down. Pretty soon. You just fell asleep and I was talking to you. I know, baby. I know. I'm sorry. I'm really tired. You know, I was really so interested in what you were saying. Don't, or whatever you do, don't tell her I said that. Ooh, man. All right. A genetic counselor. A genetic counselor. And they're saying it only makes like $67,000 a year. A genetic counselor. Come on. That can't be right. Personal finance, a personal finance advisor is making 80 grand a year. Stop it. If the, if your personal finance advisor isn't making half a mil a year, get a new advisor. <laughs> uh, there's something he's, he's, he's advising wrong. Physician assistant, now physician assistant. Right? 95 grand a year. Seems maybe. I mean, it's the physician's assistant, right? You figure they're going to make a little bit of cash, but then you get to the occupational therapy aid. <laughs> I mean, I, that that's a job, first of all. An occupational therapy aid is a job. That's the guy that's empty in the bedpans or the, or the female. What are, I'm an occupational therapy aid. What do you do? I empty bedpans. I throw away bandages, uh, wash towels, that kind of stuff. So, I mean, 26 grand a year for that is tough. It's tough. An ambulance driver only makes $24,000 a year? Come on. Come on. If you're an ambulance driver making 24 grand a year, call me. Now you can start renting the ambulance out as a taxi. You could be the ambulance Uber and make more money than that. A statistician eh, making 80 grand a year. Eh, eh. Physical therapist, 80 grand a year. That seems like a little low for a physical therapist. A nurse practitioner, 95,000, maybe, maybe. A commercial driver is making forty-five thousand dollars. A commercial, a commercial diver, forty-five grand. You're going to dive underwater. Forty-five thousand. And what do you do as a commercial diver? Clean boats, clean the bottom of boats and shipyards and stuff. You're not the. Not everybody is the magic Jacques Cousteau diver diving down for the magic gold piece. You're not diving with Fisher looking for the missing Spanish bullion. You're the guy that's cleaning the the snails off the bottom of Bill's boat over there. So that forty five grand seems about right. Home health aid, home health aid, twenty one thousand dollars a year. Holy crap! Do not be a home health aid because you know what you're doing as a home health aid, right? You thought the uh, 
you thought the uh, occupational therapy aid was bad? <laughs> and I'm telling you, as a home health aid, yeah, bedpans, bandages, sores, and there's a few other things you do that the home health nurse, if she has an aid, makes you do. I'm a, I know what ha- my first wife was a home ran a home health agency for a while, and I'm well aware of what those what nurses and health aides have to go through. And did, did you know? No, we won't talk about that. Never mind. Physical therapist aid. These aides are all making twenty between twenty and twenty five thousand a year. You're running to get bandages. Physical therapist, get me the big blue ball. You're doing stuff for the physical therapist. <laughs> Millie needs the five-pound weight. Bring it over. That's what you're doing as the physical therapist aid. Stop it. That's a way. That seems like a physical therapy waste of money. That seems like a waste of money. Why would you, as a physical therapist, would you want? I guess you would. Everybody wants it. Everybody wants a do person, right? You know what? Go get me an ice pack. She needs an ice pack on her ankle. Is that, if that's worth 24 grand a year to you, go for it. God bless you. The physical therapist's assistant now is getting $54,000 a year. See, so if you're the aide, you're running to get the ice pack. The assistant is breaking the ice pack once you bring it over to the desk. The assistant is cracking it and putting it on the ankle. Then saying, is this right, doctor? It's right. Who got you the big one? I told her to get you the small one. Then you, you know, then you got to run in to get another one. Then you, then you're the, you know, the downhill. You know what happens when stuff rolls downhill. Occupational therapy assistant. Occupational therapy assistant. That's worth. That's fifty six grand. I mean, you're not living in Manhattan on any of these wages. I'll tell you that. A wind turbine service technician. Wind turbine service technician. Now you look at those windmills. Those things are huge. I mean, they're big. You, know, you see them off on the, you see them off miles away up on the mountainside, and you think, oh, cute little windmills. And you think of the little Dutch windmill that your mom had in the window for years. No, no, honey, it's not those. You get up close. Those bad boys are big, and you see them driving. I don't know if you've ever seen them being delivered. On, uh, you know, like eight semi-trailers pulled by two trucks tied together by ropes <laughs> with the therapy assistant on the back going, I hope I don't crash this thing. Uh, but a, a turbine service technician, that means you got, yep, we got another one down, Bill. You need to get out there. So you're on call. Maybe not. Maybe not your uncle. Maybe it's like, because you see him broke all the time. So maybe the turbine service technician is like, I'm not working today. I'm not working today. So maybe that's why they're only making $48,000 a year for a wind turbine service technician. That means you got to go out there and they they don't, I don't know if you know this, but they don't build the turbines <laughs> down the street. So you got to drive where they're at. You have their big farms. I mean, they're big. There's a lot of land to build those big things. You got to find the climb up to the top. I mean, that's a lot of work. 
wind turbine service technician. Now, they claim the growth rate is over 100% for this job. So maybe that maybe you're making, maybe that's, you know, the 48 grand is if all 100% jobs are filled. Because if they are not having jobs filled, you're the guy that's fixing them. I mean, you're charging what you want, right? How much to fix this thing? Let it sit there and not turn then. I don't care. I got a game to watch. So, you know, you're making some cash for that. You're charging what you want. But when times are, when when there's an abundance of wind turbine service technicians, you're only making about 50 grand a year. Good luck. God bless. So those are some of the fastest growing jobs in America. I don't know, man. I don't know. I would say maybe figure out how to work on robots. Figure out be a robot technician. That's what I would be. Oh my gosh. I need to practice on my robots. I'll be right back. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. So weekly we do a segment uh, with uh, ChuckInFlorida.com. And, uh, you know, it's at the, we'll usually do it in the second hour, bottom of the hour. And apparently uh, Chuck didn't pay his power bill uh, in time. And uh, the, uh, couldn't uh, couldn't figure out the uh, internet. Uh, the internet had to work with uh, electricity. So uh, he got a hold of uh, Tampa Electric and we've got it all figured out. And uh, so Steve got the power turned back on, Chuck, or? Oh my gosh, he, they still don't know he needs power. Someone contact, get, no, pot him down. I don't want him to get electrocuted. Oh my gosh. No, because the back feed, if we have him potted up like that and they turn on the power from Tampa Electric, the back feed will electrocute Chuck. And then we'll be responsible for his death. Maybe we should just leave him potted up. Oh, no, be, oh my gosh. Oh, I hope he's okay. Someone, someone, should, we need to. I, I I don't know if we should call his daughter or his wife, see if he's okay. Because we had I didn't want that's exactly what I didn't want to have happen. We had him potted up, and then the back feed when Tampa Electric fires up the uh, the power at the house, he gets electrocuted. Juice fires out of the computer from Tampa Electric and kills you. That's happened across America from time to time. Just so you know, and now you witnessed it happening live. On the Blaze Radio, a human being, ChuckInFlorida.com, death. That's what happens when you don't pay the power bill, right there. That's a prime example. This is this, this spot brought to you by American Power. Don't pay your bill, we kill you. We find a way. All right. What do we got? I who we have? I got so many stupid stories to talk to you about. Now, you heard me. They're stupid stories. They're stupid stories. What do we, what, let's figure, oh, we got Charlie's fight. We got to talk, well, I got to talk to you a little bit about Charlie's fight. Uh, Charlie Gard in uh, the UK. And I'm, I'm rethinking my talk on Charlie because uh, it's, look, <laughs> this is Jeff Fisher radio program. That should just about sum up what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> okay. You know, there's shows that, you know, are sad and they're happy. And do I want Charlie Gard to die? No. 
do I think that they should be able to take their kid or anyone take their kid wherever they want to try to do whatever they want to do to save him? And, uh, any amount of money, medical expense? Yes. I do, do I believe in what's happening to this kid? No. And I'm sure the parents are haggard and beat up. And there's a video on their on the charliesfight.org, I think it is, that has the parents talking about it and how sad it is and you can tell they're just they're just beat up. However, when you were raised as a child, there were things that you were told to do for everyday life. Apparently, Charlie's family wasn't told. I'm going to help. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.